Hello, hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Another episode of American Dudeocracy. American Dudeocracy tonight. Outnumbered yet again. Sunshine, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Good to see you. Even yeah, though I see you quite a bit. What's up? <laughs> it's been a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Heck yeah. Welcome back to the dudette-pocracy. Yeah. We uh, dudette-ocracy, I should say. We are toking it up. I'm uh, passing along the cigar, the newfound cigar uh, habit. So cheers. Enjoying my first cigar right now. Quite delicious. They're uh, Tabac Especial by Drew Estates. They're uh, pretty fantastic. I was telling the story a little earlier. The college guys took it over and uh, made a run at it and actually make a pretty damn good product. So, uh, Mr. Drew Estates, if you're listening, uh, look us up, uh, American Dudeocracy. We, uh, I'll give you my address and you can send samples and I will spread the word heavily. <laughs> <laughs> That's a super, super a shameless uh, plug for a cigar sponsor. But uh, anyway, uh, I guess off the pleasantries and on to the, the bullshit that's going on. Um, was reading today, uh, of course, uh, I guess a recap, right? So with the Inflation Inflation Act, uh, it does not reduce inflation. So we're not going to call it the Reduction Act because uh, we're not fucking idiots. Um, the Inflation Inflation Act, uh, part of that was a giant chunk of money to the IRS, if you remember. Uh, if you're following along with the uh, nonsense going on with the American government. Um, so to recap, 60, sorry, let me, oh, I'm sorry, 80. Yeah, I'm acting like a politician. I'm just writing off 20 <laughs> billion, uh, 80 billion dollars headed to the IRS, right? Uh, for an IRS overhaul to add more agents. Um, and the number of agents, actually, they're planning to hire 87,000 more IRS agents. Uh, fun fact, that will make the IRS the largest governmental agency on planet Earth in America. So what could come of that? 87,000 more. So I think that actually doubles the amount of IRS people um, currently. So we'll have like 170,000 IRS agents um, probably just looking for those, you know, $5 things that people aren't claiming. So welcome to the fun of that. <clears throat> so I thought I'd bring that up. That's uh, so right now the, the current management at the IRS is, is kind of hitting the panic button because they're worried about the void between management supervision and IRS agents. Um, and that's what this article was about, right? It's, uh, it's saying how they're freaking out because um, they don't know how they're actually going to implement all this stuff without some sort of oversight on the people. Uh, and I'll get to the job listing here in a little bit. So the job listing is, is a whole other ballgame. Uh, but yeah, so uh, basically they are saying that the IRS is looking uh, to raise more. This is per year now after they hire the, they spend the 80 billion to hire the 87,000 more Gestapo. Uh, and they're planning to find $120 billion in additional tax revenue every year. 
So how do we all stop paying taxes so that we no longer have to fund these tyrants? Right. Like if this doesn't uh, if if you're <clears throat> over the age of 18 in America and, and you have painfully figured out how awesome our tax system isn't and how much waste goes into this and how much we are actually taxed as a society, if this if this kind of thing doesn't raise both of your eyebrows and basically blow your hair off, you must be on medication. Everybody's on medication. Oh. <laughs> well, and then add to that that the IRS has spent how many, like, was it 800 some odd million dollars or $80 million on ammunition in the lot since January? How much was it? I don't know. I, a big number. It was a big number. like, it was an insane amount. That, that'll that go with the job listing discussion here in a few. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I misspoke. Gonna... <laughs> I'm sorry. I misspoke. And I better correct myself. A hundred, they're, they're planning to find, raise more than $120 billion in additional tax revenue over the next decade. So my bad. Not per year. $120 billion over the next decades, right? So 120 divided by 10 is what? $12 billion a year that they're going to find additional so uh, they're going to be combing over everybody's records. And I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, if you don't think this is going to affect you, whether you vote blue or red or I don't give a damn what your sexual orientation or your political affiliation. They're coming for you. They are coming for you and they're going to take more of your money. And they're using yeah. your money to come for you. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. So I looked at, um, they're using your money to buy $700 million worth of ammunition to use against you when they come for your money <laughs> in early 2022, just in the first couple of months of 2022, $700 million worth of ammunition by the IRS. That's absolutely insane. Well, ammo's expensive. Yeah. Are they going to be reloading? <laughs> well, yeah. So I need to hurry up and find that uh, find that job, <laughs> the job listing. Description. The job description. I mean, this, this information is already terrifying, uh, which I, I don't want to, the I told you so wagon is getting, it's it's is not satisfying after a while right instead you just start focusing on on how do you get out of it oh man how do we how do we get out of this it's crazy um so yeah yeah eighty seven thousand more agents coming after you an 80 billion dollar uh amount of money that was the inflation inflation act money that doesn't exist right it's not even real money it's coming from us uh, eventually, our, us and our <clears throat> grandkids and their grandkids and the s yeah. slaves of the future. Generational slavery. Um, so all that is already happening. And then, um, you know, buying the ammo and the ammo comes with. So the job listing, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I remember and then I'll read it word for word here in a minute. So it does say that you must be willing to apply lethal force and carry a firearm. That was part of the job listing for the 87,000 IRS agents. Oh my gosh. So uh, the, all of the, all of the stuff that people like me and others have been saying about, you know, careful, the government really is just kind of looking to rule you. Uh, now it's just out in the open and I don't know how people aren't just, I, I don't know how they're not, I think our Freaking only out. option at this point is tap out. 
you have to find a way to tap out. We have to starve the beast. And that's right. So we talked about the tax thing, right? Uh, how do you not pay taxes? And the problem with that is, and it's going to get harder as the currency goes digital, possibly it'll become impossible at that point. Um, but right now, uh, the way everybody's paid, most people are paid unless you're doing cash or whatever or trades, um, is the government, the employer takes the taxes out before you ever get your paycheck. So you don't really have your first cut there. Now you can do like exemptions and things like that on your paperwork for the federal government, but there are no exempt statuses ever for the state governments. So if you did not owe on your taxes the prior year and you filed your taxes and you're in good standing, you can get on your forms and you can go exempt, claim exempt federally for up to two pay periods, I believe. Uh, so that'll cut out the federal income tax only. That doesn't count for Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, blah, 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 all the other lists, hundreds of lists of other taxes. Uh, but you cannot go exempt on a state level. So the state taxes you, you know, your income tax on the state and blah, 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 depending on where you live. Um, so not paying taxes is almost impossible. Um, however, there are things like trading. There are every dollar counts, right? So anything you can do to avoid the third hand in your pocket is the way I look at it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the only way that we we have to smarten up as a society and start There's working barter together. Of goods, barter of skills. Uh, there are uh, privacy cryptocurrencies, uh, privacy digital currencies where they they can't have it. They can't have it. the The two that I like the most are Monero and Pirate R A R R R. Oh, right on. Yeah, those are privacy cryptocurrencies. They they just they can't get to them. They can't see them. There's no trail. But, you know, uh, with the, with the crypto thing, they're really they're they're trying to make sure that they can see everything that you do. They're trying and to crack down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, silver. People have been stacking silver for years. Right. Uh, as far as like a, a barterable good. All kinds of stuff anymore. Maybe canned goods, canned food. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Better get it in now before they find these 87,000 people. That. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so I'm looking up that uh, job listing. And, and of course, you know, you, you got to you gotta be careful where you look stuff up to make sure you're getting the actual listing because God knows there's enough fake stuff out there. Um but a, a, just a couple of the uh, requirements, you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing. They include working a minimum of 50 hours per week, uh, which may include irregular hours and be on call 24 seven, including holidays and weekends, carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. So they're going to be chasing people down in the street for, for their tax money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shakedown. Is that yeah. what that's called? A, a shakedown. <laughs> um, yeah, it's terrifying. Sounds like freedom. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. terrifying. Isn't it over the top. It's so fucking over the top. It's it is so Orwellian. It is so everything that that we giggled about. Worst case scenario, it's so much worse than any of that. 
I'm telling you, and it's and it's happening in all directions. Everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everywhere you look, there's more governmental oversight, more craziness just taking sorry, uh requiring us to give them our money so then they can rule us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we talked I've, I've talked about that a little bit on a on a couple previous podcasts, but it's worth saying again. Um you know, we talk about freedom, you know, are we are we really free? You know, if you don't pay your freedom fees, uh, aka taxes, they throw you in prison. I don't know how that's freedom. I, I'm, I'm, those dots are not connecting for me anymore. And it's, then once you're in there, you, they keep you safe. They feed you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Put you to work. Yeah. <laughs> you might get a free education. Sorry, government funded. Uh, and government is funded. How? Yeah. Yeah. How does the government make money? Um, they don't, they take it. They, they actually, they print it, but they don't actually earn any money. They don't provide a service of I'd goods. I'd like to unsubscribe. Yes. I would love to unsubscribe. I'm going to cancel my subscription. Uh, so yeah, that IRS thing is, is pretty wild. And, you know, I, I think we were loosely talking about that last time you were here. Um, you know, the, the hope there is like like everywhere else, everywhere you go right now, there are still uh, hiring for hire, looking for help, help wanted, applications being accepted. Everywhere. Everywhere. So the hope is, you know, out of that 87,000, you know, how many, how many are they going to find? So hashtag great resignation, uh, which is hard to find good information about without using a VPN, even if you do use VPN, right? Because uh, this, this is not something that the globalists want us talking about. But all over Europe, all over the United States, people have dropped out of the workforce. They are, some of them are living off grid. Some of them have gone to their bunkers, you know, the, the oh, preppers yeah. have been planning. Some people are uh, just shacking up like a bunch of people in homes, people living with their families because they're tapping out of the workforce because they now recognize that they are not they're not represented you know it's taxation without representation they're using they're using our money to hold us captive you know we're we're enslaved to this system and it relies on on in theory on on our tax money because it's all digital now and they make it up you know it's not actually there's there's no digital bank of of trillions of dollars sitting around somewhere you know um but they're just people tapping out people they're trying are, are exiting the system everywhere they can and if we can just do it for a short period of time it would not take that long it's not like you have it's not like people are committing to like a lifetime of poverty living in caves or or tent cities or something like that people are just tapping out for a while to try and starve the beast like you were saying it's all about starving that beast just just a a gentle reminder of how completely over the top it's all become gentle reminder or a big flex you know whatever yeah. terminology you want you right? want to use yeah <laughs> well and that's i think that's that's smart right because i personally feel like um and and i don't i don't know 
that I can point this directly at the current administration, but it sure seems ramped up in the last couple of years where it is almost like there's this mentality or this almost dare to certain groups of folks out there like, go ahead and kick your shit off. Go ahead, you domestic terrorists. Like they're just looking. It's almost like they're looking and instigating. Absolutely. Trying to push that so then they can totally make examples out of it, right? That boot's going to come down on the throat so fast. So fast. And look at how over the top. Look at all that January 6th stuff, right? Yep. I mean, nothing's real anymore. So it's all about just exiting, rebuilding those parallel systems, you know? And intentional communities. That's right. And this is this is our big reset. This is the greater reset rather than the globalist uh, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, your kids elite bugs bullshit reset. This is our reset. This is where this is where we take our power back. And that's that's with our dollars. It has. I mean, that's the that is the most amicable way to do it. I think it's the only way. Well, they understand two things, force, force and dollars. Right. And and they have superior force. So dollars, dollars and word of mouth is what we have. That's right. Take the cows out of the barn. (laughs) Hard have to chase the cows down in the field to milk them. (laughs) Oh, pretty crazy. There's a couple other things on the listing that I'll, I'll just read, you know, just for informational purposes. Um, you must be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. <clears throat> That's like asinine. James Bond shit going on here that with is the IRS. Crazy. Yeah, these are um, adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. <laughs> so, question. <laughs> I'm going to ask this question because it's already not making sense to me, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. So, so where's the honesty and integrity of what their purpose is? (laughs) Like they're keeping you safe from yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got to save you from yourself. What kind of person is going to apply for that job? Who's going to sign up for that? Well, you know, when you're editors, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking about the great resignation, I was kind of thinking of a different thing. It's like, well, you know, maybe they already have their workforce lined out. Maybe part of that great resignation was people already earmarked for these positions. Well, I'll I'll tell you. Um, Tinfoil sombrero. <laughs> put that on. Well, so I watched a commercial a while back. I was trying to find it on my phone um, that had a little video clip of when this first they first announced that they were going to do these 87,000 one of the tv shows played a clip that the irs had put out showing the people that were showing up and it's like sterling age people so early 20s these are people these are kids who have lived under the covid shit and all this stuff like they have no idea of what real freedom is like for like we do as yeah. adults and so they are willing like they're morons you have broken the law because they don't remember that we you know that this isn't the way it was 
and 20 years and ago, 10 years ago, about it, they never will. You know? They have zero empathy for anybody or any understanding of how they're young. They're babies. And now you're going to give them a weapon and you're going to tell them these people are bad because they didn't pay for th- whatever. And they're going to be like, well, the government says you're bad. So I guess you're I my follow- enemy. I'm so I guess you're you. my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. going to use young people who are fucking morons because of our public school systems uh, and our government. People well, who've been indoctrinated. Exactly. Completely. Yeah. Well, I, I have to... I have to disagree with a bit of that. They're not idiots because of the government and because of the school system. They're idiots because the parents haven't taken an active role in their child's life. Like we can't, on one hand, we can't be like, oh, the government sucks and they're bad, blah, blah, blah. But, oh, they need to educate my child and they should be doing this and they should be doing that. The parents, the parents have to own that. You know, it wasn't long ago when, when COVID first started. And you had this like wave of people that were like, oh, this is this is ridiculous. We got to get our kids out of school and we're going to teach them like there was a I remember a big discussion about, uh, well, when my kids are spending time at home, I'm going to teach them the Constitution. And I wonder how many people actually did that shit. I don't know of many. A lot of people are full of hot air. A lot of people are like, oh, I just want to vent and blow off a little steam. And then they actually don't change kind of anything on the side like if if you're a parent and you're watching your child be indoctrinated into this and they're growing completely apart from your belief system and how reality how you view reality and you're not stepping into that realm to try to help maybe add a little bit of perspective to that and you're just letting them take it you get what you fucking deserve that's just willful ignorance laziness right there right it to some extent now there's there's a whole host of history there that i just glazed over right so america used to be one person could earn a living and have a career They would hire on and have a career where they could basically live and retire in the same community for a company or whatever for 20, 30 years and have a retirement and a pension. And they could start a family and their kids could go to the same school. And they had one of the two parents at home to help with the kids and the education. And then we've kind of outgrown that. Next thing you know, everybody has to be in the workforce. So the kids are kind of left to the institutions. So it takes extra effort for the parents to not only work full time, sometimes two jobs, but then to actually be involved with your children's lives. So it's, you have to kind of go above and beyond what it used to be to stay in touch. Now I'm not saying that's an excuse. Like I personally, if you're going to have kids, you better get your shit together. I think, I think that should be probably part of your thought process before you leave it in. I don't know. <laughs> like, so there, there's a bit of, I mean, you can go down that road, right? Like society has pushed this into the easy mode where the kids are just daycare school and video games and whatever. And the parents don't really have part of their lives, but I'm going to call bullshit on that. And I'm going to say, if you're a parent, you better figure out a way. Cause here we are. I think a lot of those people, uh, 
that were initially completely indignant um, with the whole COVID thing. Those are the ones like in the movie Matrix where the guy is like, just stick me back in because I know this steak isn't real, but it's juicy and delicious, right? Because it's easier. It's, yeah. it's easier to let the state raise your kids. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. That's what he says, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of that. You know, people who jumped on the bandwagon of holy shit, look what's going on. We've got to we've got to, you know, start raising our own kids, teaching our kids. We're going to homeschool. We're going to we're going to start sewing our own clothes, canning our own food. But all that stuff is work. It's a lot of work. And it, and it does. I mean, it takes takes a lot of probably mindful parenting. And that's not something that that society seems to be real good at. Well, it's um, there, there's a there's a pretty large. Well, there's there's a decent percentage of people, right, that they just they want to be entertained like above and beyond all. Right. And, and you can see it if even right now. Right. Everybody right now is paying a ridiculous amount of money for groceries, gas, all these things. Inflation's at a 41, 45 year high, blah, blah, blah. We, we all know it. We're fucking living it, um, regardless what TV might tell you. But we turn on the TV on a Sunday. Every football stadium is sold out. Every baseball stadium sold out. Every basketball game is sold out. People are still buying sports cars. Movie theaters, sports cars. Uh, there is still so much spending going on on bullshit. All this that it's superfluous yeah. entertainment bullshit. It's kind of hard to be like, I, I don't. Meanwhile, they do not yeah. have a stocked larder. They right. do not have a steady source of water. You know, if the water were to go out, they do not have yeah. a wood burning stove, a way to stay warm. Because it's inconceivable that any of those things are ever going to go away. And that's yeah. that's why the government uses those kind of things as tools. Click. That's right. Look Click. At, and negotiations are a lot easier. Europe, Click. Right. Europe right now. Uh, being able to stay warm yeah. when it's cold out. They they can just turn off all those goods and services. You know, or that, they can make them so expensive that people can't afford them, but then they will still go yeah. out to the bar or go to the concert or go to the football game. Exactly. Entertainment. Mm -hmm. They need escape from reality. Like that's bread and circuses. Give them bread and circuses. There you go. There you go. And one doesn't have to look uh, too far uh, back to the Roman culture to see kind of where they were at before shit really started tumbling. We're about there. We're there. We're, we're, uh, there. we're yeah. like spot on the money. Spread too thin. We're right there. You know, society went from having to, you know, live and supply and be a little self-reliant to cushy entertain me to now life is so easy that we're figuring out problems that really aren't problems. But, you know, they're the biggest problems we have as a society uh, because we've got it pretty fucking easy. Um, and those are what we're <clears throat> focusing on. Right. So you got all these intellectuals. Uh, trying to educate the masses on what the next level of being a human being means. And and that's exactly where Rome was. You know, look at all the scholars that came out of Rome, Mark, you know, Marcus Aurelius, all these folks. And I'm not saying that they weren't smart and wise and their sayings weren't great. I love it. But I'm just drawing a parallel line here. Like, 
we have a lot of that happening in society right now too where people are like we have our military spread too thin you know we've got them spread out everywhere oh yeah and we've i think uh i was just reading stats on that um so the national guard is having more people resign than they are new recruits coming in um over like vaccination stuff and woke culture that is fantastic yeah it's unfortunate that woke culture uh it means so many different things anymore you know right. <laughs> the word woke used to actually mean something and now it means so many different things that it's kind of confusing yeah it's become it, it is uh, that movement has been just as hijacked as a few other movements yeah right uh the blm movement completely hijacked um all that stuff has just been completely hijacked and turned into something it wasn't yeah, by by design absolutely. oh yeah absolutely. oh yeah just more division, more fighting over nonsense when it's like, hang on. Here are your two sides. You can choose one or the other, and they're just whipping everybody into a frenzy on those two sides, looking for <clears> war <throat> so that they can come in and put the boot on the neck. That's right. Blue helmets, right? Uh, is that what color NATO is? Blue? I think it's blue. Blue helmets, white helmets. I think it's blue and white, yeah. Blue and white is NATO. And look at how much money we're giving to NATO support through Ukraine right now. It's disgusting. Biden just said that yesterday. We got to keep funding them because that's funding Europe and NATO. That's exactly what he we said. We have to keep funding them. Yeah. Who's funding them? Yeah, yeah. It's not those guys. Yeah. You know, their we is is uh, us. They're writing our check the, for us, right? Working for, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. They They're, sign it anyhow. They They're, stole our credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about identity theft. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Yeah. I, man, I can't imagine. You know, you have a kid these, have a kid these days. How much debt are they born into? Um, currently, uh, I mean, here's, I have the taxpayer info on me because we've talked about it. So 330 plus million people in America right now. That's total. Uh, of course, that's not counting all the people poured over the border. They don't really have a handle on how many. They so, don't have to pay taxes though, right? Yeah, they're they're just they they're given um, cell phones and plane rides and stuff like that. Um, but like 330 million. So out of that 330 million, you cut that about in half uh, to figure out what the taxpayer of age folks are in America. So figure 150 to 170 million. So call it 150, just to round down a little bit. So you have 150 million taxpayers currently, right? If you just divide the debt based on the deficit to the 150 million, it comes out to be, I I think it's somewhere in the realm of like $130,000 per person. Um, but then you factor in the other 150 million because they'll come of age eventually, right? So then you chop that in half. So it's like 70, 60 to $75,000 in debt when you're born, I believe. Somewhere around there. It's a lot of tax burden for an infant. Yeah, considering inflation. You and know. I was going to say, and then you got to add inflation to that. <laughs> yeah. Which used to be like 3.5% per year, but it's like 12, 15% over the last year. But, you know, that's Putin's fault somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the trillions, you know, the 33 trillion that we spent. 33 trillion. How is it sustainable? Like, how? I mean, like, it's going to come to a head. And what does that look like for America? Um, Well, you can look around and see it. And here's this is my very 
loose one person analogy on that. So please take it for what it is and we can call bullshit on a bunch of it. Um, but if you look around, like America is printing all this money, right? We're sending a lot of that overseas. It's being laundered essentially. Um, but that's being pushed overseas. So all this money has been printed 40, 40, 44% of all the dollars ever printed ever since the inception of the dollar have been printed in the last three years, three years. So 44% over the last three years have been created. Um, so you inflate the dollar, right? Because after world war two, uh, there was an agreement put together by all the NATO and American countries that America, the American dollar was going to be the standard for the world. The world standard oil would be sold based on the value in American dollars. So that set the stage for the entire world to use American dollars as the currency for the world. Essentially, everybody else's money had to transfer over and relate to American dollars, whether you're using dinero or yuan or rubles, whatever it is, it was compared to the American dollar in value. So when you blow up the American dollar and inflation takes over, all these other currencies around the world that then compete with the American dollar inflate two to three times as much because they're trying to keep up with the standard. So if you look around, you'll talk to other, you'll see other countries that their inflation is 75, 80%. Some are like a hundred percent and they are ready to crumble. <coughs> yeah, and there are China is one. Uh, there's a lot of countries on the verge. Um, there's several elections have been kind of happened over the last six months overseas. Uh, one of them. And I, I just talked to Dave about this. Uh, the first female, um, prime minister in e England. Yeah. The UK trust UK. Uh, she went in September 6th. She already resigned. Yeah. 40 yeah. days. Yeah. So like there there's, and that's based on the economy. Nobody shit wants show. to be the scapegoat for all this bullshit that's rolling yeah. down right now. Yeah. And they're, and they're all looking for one too. Oh yeah. And so, so that's how that works. Right. So the American dollar inflates. So basically what I was getting at, um, and I'll, try to keep it short without going crazy. But if you inflate the American dollar, all the other economies are trying to keep up. So you're causing waves throughout the entire world and you're setting the stage for the American dollar to have to figure out a way for all the debt to be reset and the digital currency age to step mm -hmm. to start. Like you have to, there's a point where just like in a bankruptcy in your home where you're like, we're fucked. Um, we have to start over. And everybody has to go, yes, we do. All right, we're just going to stop. We're going to redo the debt. We'll get rid of the American dollar. We'll go to digital currency. We'll make this work, right? Wink, wink. Okay, cool. Everybody does it. And then all the economies have to start rebuilding from scratch. But now we're on digital currency. Now we have things like social credit scores. Now we have things like 100% control of everything we do is by whatever entity supplies the digital currency. That's you right. lose the last beacon of your freedom when that happens. Absolutely true. So that's my to date on your vaccines. Yeah. You can't buy groceries until you are. Yeah. And if you go to the grocery store and you try to scan your little hand or your card or whatever it is, and they say, sorry, it was declined. Like it's not the grocery store person's. I'm just doing my job. That's your money's no good here. So think about that. Like that's, that's, 
that's what I see. And I'm not very up to snuff with a lot of that, but it's. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And that's like why it. we're at such a critical point right now. That's why we have to figure out how to prevent that. You know, we have to build these intentional communities, <clears throat> these parallel societies, these uh, these other services. Yeah. We just have to tap out. We have to starve it right now because it's getting so big that it's going to get away from us. Absolutely. Know? And and it's uh, there's there's a lot of folks and and probably some that are listening to this that well well we have a midterm election coming there's going to be a change into from Democrat to Republican and here's what I'm going to tell you they're the same fucking thing um, regardless you know that's not to discount the the handful that are trying to do something different because there are some there are absolutely some that but are trying not to change of them. It. no but they are greatly outnumbered otherwise everything that has been pushed would not have been able to be pushed so if you're waiting on this election to save the day it's just not not gonna gonna happen happen. yeah Yeah. there's no hope in that it's working exactly the way they have it set up to work yeah oh we're gonna vote for red okay red gets in check in with me in six months after red gets in and tell me how much has changed it's all the same bullshit it's bullshit yeah these stories have already been written you know and they're these these organizations exist to keep themselves going and to perpetuate you know these these goals that they had a long time ago yeah and we're not going to be able to vote our way out of this voting is what got us into this you know voting for for the lesser uh, of evils it was the appearance of the lesser of evil perhaps but it really wasn't these, these people are selected a long time before they ever uh, have the pretense of being elected. Oh, yeah. Those candidates had to kiss the ring to become the candidate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's much like these IRS dudes, oh, you know, yeah. you must be willing to use lethal force to be yeah. in this position. Well, it's the same thing in government, except that you're not the one actually using the lethal force. You're just uh, carrying out the orders, passing them down. Just do my job. That's right. What a phrase. Just do my job. What a phrase. In the last two years, um, everybody's heard that. I don't know. Everywhere you've went, you've heard that. I, I know I heard that a lot. I never would have thought that that would have been a phrase that made it to healthcare. You know, oh. I, I, I always thought that that was something that you just heard from cops or the military you know or uh government bureaucrats or, right. or the people that enforce their will and then it made it to healthcare. it I, went everywhere everywhere to use the latest term it went viral <clears throat> it certainly did <laughs> it went viral even the damn people that stock the shelves at the store. Put your mask on. I'm just doing my job. Like, That's then do your right. job and fuck off. The people standing at the door that won't let you in unless you're wearing the mask. I'm yeah. just doing my job. You know, I, I got to say, I of course, I don't, I don't shop at like Whole Foods or any of those places. So I don't really go to the places where they were real strict. But I, I was not. The only place I was actually denied entry was the doctor's office. Uh, everywhere else like uh, that I that I was going, I would get offered, hey, sir, do you want to? And I would smile and be nice. Be like, no, thanks. Appreciate it. And and there were a few of them that would look at me like, did you hear me? I was offering you a mask and you said no. Like, <laughs> like no, I'm good. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a nice day. And I'd smile like, yeah. 
and I was I was nice about it, and and I never ran into an issue. Um, I bet you got hassled a lot less than say Sunshine and I do because you're a very large, tattooed, intimidating looking manly man. I, I can see where that would help. I really do. And and that's and that's a weird thing to say because I don't view myself as that, but it's there was one lady, and I think I've told the story before, there was one female that got in my face. Like this lady got in my face about it and it was at a store at a grocery store. And it was kind of early on. It surprised me like, holy shit, you know, and she was, sir. Oh my God. She came up, read me the riot act. And I just stood there looking at her, you know, I can't believe you're not wearing a mask. And oh my God, you're trying to kill everybody. And and I let her finish. And I said, you know, I just have one question. You know, if, if you really think I'm that big of a hazard, don't you think coming up and talking to me is the dumbest fucking thing you can do? Because <laughs> I could be spitting on you and while I'm speaking and I said it all funky like that and she backed up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Have a nice day. But but yeah, like but it that's just turned every all the workers yeah. into protocol droids, you know. This yep. is this is it was all about that compliance. It didn't matter if it made sense because you know, most people don't know. A whole lot about viruses uh they yeah. they certainly think they know a whole lot more about them now yes but, but in reality they don't you know so it was all about uh this this is following orders you know this is what we've been told here's the script mm-hmm. you walk in i start with this statement you're gonna say no and give me a little flack so i'm gonna escalate with this statement you know and then we'll add another layer just inside the door to re-ask you one more time. That's right. And then we'll put stickers on the floor to tell you what direction you can walk. You can only be six feet apart. And then Walmart installed the, the era. Well, I can't remember, honestly, if it was Walmart or Safeway or even maybe City Market here in town that actually had you could only go down the aisle one direction. So you had to like walk all, like little all lemurs them. all of them yeah. did that and uh, the and first people time people would get so upset if you were if you came the other way down the aisle i had one woman i who refused her kids face into a bunch of canned goods because i came around the corner and i wasn't wearing a mask she literally pushed her kids face into the shelves so that they wouldn't be breathing my air as i wandered <laughs> past with my cart it was so fucking ridiculous yeah like it was stick that top. kid's face in there oh, after man. how many maybe hundreds of people have touched those cans oh and these are the you know the double maskers who are wearing Ugh. the gloves and living in the hand sanitizer full of phytoestrogens and all that stuff you know do will the double mask save you in a nuclear blast <laughs> <laughs> I, I i tried to ask that seriously uh, a double mask wouldn't save you in covid so yeah, no i don't think I, so I'm, I'm just kidding you know <laughs> will my n95 save me from 10 million degrees fahrenheit <laughs> uh, sure yeah put on your sunglasses homie it's terrifying how very real nuclear war is right now it's terrifying isn't it weird that we're back here? We were just, Sunshine and I were just talking about this uh, before the podcast started, how when we were kids, we remember being lined up down the, the school halls and we'd have to crouch down um, and Get put our down. hands over our heads as though somehow that was going to protect us when the Russians set off bombs, yeah. you know? And yeah. And here we are back there again. You know, 
I'm probably going on against the narrative on a lot of people, which I don't care. That's I guess that's been my life. I think it's just another shiny object. I think I think with this massive shit show that has transpired where the truth has come out on a lot of things and people are seeing it in record numbers like we just talked about. I think this is just yet another way they have to escalate, right? Where do they escalate from? So if you look at the facts, if you look at what has transpired over the last couple of years, um, there has been no lack of issues concerning healthcare, viruses, right? Rights, inflation, prices, all this chaos and all this utter failure shit that the government has failed on when all these people look to them, they've failed in every one of those aspects. They're massively, failing massively. Spectacularly. Right? So so all of that crazy shit, you've got all those riots, you got all that stuff going on, the January, the insurrection, the all this <laughs> bullshit, right? You got this election that was the most corrupt election I've ever seen in my life, but you're not allowed to call it that. Well, you can, but then you're blah, blah, blah. So all but that. Then you're the a cens- terrorist. Well, there's that. And then the censoring. And then so you have all that, right? Let's shove all that shit onto one side in the box right now. And really the only way, because there's already other wars going on. The only other thing that you have to take the attention off that truth is nuclear threat. Like that is the one thing left that they can be like <gasps> nukes. And people are going to go, holy shit, that's actually worse than this. Because it's all about keep, p- keeping people whipped into this frenzy yeah. of fear because we're easier to yeah. control when we're when we're panicked. You you're know? easier to control and you're less, less focused on what just transpired. Right. And, and what is transpired? don't have any energy left to figure yeah. out how do how do I fight this? How do I yeah. build something different? You know, yeah. they're just. They're energy vampires. They just who, suck it up. Who care? I can hear it now. Who cares about the 2020 election when there's going to be a nuke that goes off? Right. Is there? Well, oh, I actually I do. As long as I'm still here, I, I do care about that. I do care about my freedom all the, the way up until is, I die. Yeah. The problem is that people stop caring. Yeah. You know, there are so many things over the years that that we should have never quit caring about, but they just they push the next thing on you. Yeah, and it's, there's never resolution. There's never there accountability. Never there never is. And that's what I'm saying. So I, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong. And if I'm wrong, then, well, then a few hundred million of you won't know then, anyway. Then we don't have to worry about <laughs> it anyhow, right? So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, like six of the seven billion won't know that I said this bullshit anyway. But, but I just think it's that thing. I think it's another ratchet up. It's another shiny object. It just takes the focus off of the truth and puts it in another area and allows them to them when i say them the government the ngos the world economic forum the people pushing this shit down our throats uh it allows those groups to continue coordinating their effort on what they're doing without us focusing on it and 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 the minute you want to talk about it the first thing is well nuclear war what about that uh, what what about that? Like, what am I supposed to do about that? Honestly, like, what? There's I'm not. 
I don't, There's nothing. I don't we, have a bunker. We don't have bunkers like they do. Nor do I want to live in a bunker underground for 200 years until the radiation clears. I don't. That would be the only thing that I... So, uh, what is the likelihood of it actually happening? Yeah. It's hard to know, but why do they all have bunkers? Right. <laughs> well, because we paid for them. Well, we did pay for <laughs> if them. If you were absolutely. paying for my bunker, I'd probably, <laughs> have, probably one have one, too. Bunker too. Hell yeah, I'd have a train station <laughs> under my bunker. One of those silos over there in uh, yeah, Iowa. Right. 70, 70 stories under the ground. Well, right. and all you have to do is look at, it, at all the news over the last... I just go back four years and every one of these politicians, the only thing they care about is themselves. Oh, 100%. look at Nancy Pelosi. Look at Gavin Newsom. Look at all these people and how they and how they acted during COVID for you, not for me. Yeah. Like you, they, 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 they are more important than the rest of us. And so all they care about is themselves. Well, so of course they, they have a bunker. your belt <laughs> so that they don't have to get rid of any of their three large sprawling mansions, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and they have to survive. It's important well, for humanity that they survive. They're the leaders. That, that they, list are is, the, they are important. That list is this long. You can't have guns. We get security. You have to wear masks and stay home and self-quarantine while we go to parties. You have to do this. You have to do that. We don't. We don't. We don't. You can't insider trade. We can. You can't. We and they're can. never. There's never any punishment when right. they do it, and they get caught. Right. They get caught for it. And that's all. Again, I'm going to put that because that's all coming out. All the insider trading stuff. All this. All this Hunter Biden shit actually coming out. The whole FISA stuff with Trump and the fake dossier, and all this stuff that's connected to the Clintons, and all this stuff that's being proven. I'm going to put that all in that box and then I'm going to start screaming nukes. Tell me that like, am, am I crazy? No. <laughs> and when the nukes don't scare enough people, then start sending um, troops to Romania. That's, that's their new thing they're doing to scare people. I mean, that scares me. I have a child. That's no. in the or services. Aliens. The next thing will be the aliens coming down, you know, and it'll be, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're hostile. So we need you to behave, you know, X, Y, Z. And we need money to fight, fight E.T. <laughs> well, we, we'll have 170,000 IRS agents. <laughs> Armed <laughs> That's IRS. That's right. But that should be our, our front line, you know. Well, we should send those motherfuckers to war. Go, hey, they, them fucking aliens haven't paid any taxes since they've been here. Get them. <laughs> right? All right. You know what? Hang on. Actually, let, let me go talk to the aliens. I might like them better than you motherfuckers anyway. <laughs> right. They're a questionable threat. We know that those yeah. guys are threats. Ah, no I mean, there's shit. There's no mystery. No shit. And yet we keep, fun we keep feeding them. We keep funding yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and again, that's, you know, I've, I've made that comment. I I messed up and made that comment. I'm like, name one thing the government's good at, and I, and I've never had an answer. And then finally, somebody's like, Left. more government. I'm like, son of a bitch, <laughs> replicate. God, they are the best at that. Keeping themselves relevant. <laughs> yeah. right? the government is good at more government. Yeah, they That's are. All they're good at. That's what they do. It grows. It's crazy, man. It's it's absolutely insanity. What's going on? And it's. And, and that's part of this discussion, right? Like, and that's what I love about the podcast is you can talk through these things and you can, in 
and you talk, you get the whole conversation out. Now, some of it's probably going to be far-fetched and crazy. Uh, some of it's going to be spot on, who knows? But the beauty of it is, is it's not just these little snippets where it can get turned into whatever, like the whole conversations out there. That's oh, what I man, love about it. There are a lot of things that used to seem crazy or out of the question that most certainly don't anymore. You know, I think everything bears consideration anymore. Sure does. Maybe not a whole lot of consideration, but at least a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's crazy to me how much, uh, how much stuff there is that just, it's either this corrupt, crazy agenda or it's complete incompetence. And, and I can't imagine it's complete incompetence when these people are making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. I think there's a level at which it is uh, absolute incompetence and bungling and people who are just lap dogs and yes men and people who are doing what they're told. But then there's a level where that stops. And that's right. And then you go up, you go up the tier a little bit. And those are the people who are, they're writing the narrative because it yeah. benefits them to do that and they have so much money that they can they're not incompetent they're no. looking for people who aren't incompetent to uh accomplish what they want their goals they love the useful idiots that's right and there's a oh man there's more than ever before Eighty-seven thousand more of them <laughs> <laughs> all of you aren't idiots but Oh, man, what are you doing? My understanding of how easy it is for them to create and use people, uh, you know, how who, who exactly are the useful idiots? It's a lot bigger than I thought. It, it is. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It, it's heartbreaking, actually, when you look through how that is, uh, how that happens. Yeah. It's heartbreaking because some of these people that are being used are some of the bravest people in the country you know what i mean it's uh they're the ones that want to defend and take care of things and yeah. the fighters the warriors and they're being manipulated into some things because they, they're they lied know. to right yeah if they really understood what was going on there's no way they'd participate right be like well this isn't what i signed up for this, yeah. we're not doing at all what i signed up for yeah Again, easy, easy targets, right? Short, short attention spans. Easy to distract, easy to divide. Easy to control. But that's our job to, uh, to we've not given do away that. So much of our control. Yeah. Heck yeah. And now they're looking forward to the next, the next uh, control mechanism. The CBDC, central bank digital currency, chipping us or giving us a card that, uh, allows us access to the kingdom as long as we're compliant as long as we do what we're supposed to do as long as we are good cogs in the machine that's right so if you have a social credit system do you need the cops did you effectively defund the police 
Oh, snap. That ties who's together gonna, pretty fast, doesn't it? Who's going to enforce the stuff? We're always going to need the guys that are willing to pull the trigger, though, right? Oh, yeah. Well, then it all just becomes Fed related, right? Well, you know, I think that's one thing COVID did teach us is the Feds are in control of everything anyway. Like, you might live out in the middle of nowhere, but the Fed money is is feeding it. So yeah. they have the ultimate say in everything you do or don't do or take or put in your body or don't put in your body if you want to work for them or be part of the system. So surprise, surprise. How's that for a, <laughs> how's that That's for a depressing. Saturday? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. We need to, we need to get off the depressing <laughs> wagon here. That's totally depressing. <laughs> well, you know, step one, to fixing any problem is admitting that there is a problem that it exists yeah Yeah. that's all we're doing you know and that's not to say like perspective is weird right because we've got it pretty good here we've got a pretty good thing here in america we got a really really good thing and probably even more so here where we live right right so it's perspective can kind of play itself for and against you at times, right? So you got to have a balanced perspective. Like anybody, you can look across, you can be like, oh man, at least we're not them. But if you're not actively engaging to make sure we don't become that, then you're just kind of opening the door. Like you're just biting your time, right? Well, and if you watch the news, you know, uh, them have a far different uh, circumstance, you know, because of the propaganda and the story that they tell us. Whereas if we're actually talking to those people, you know, it's not always that. Right. It's not always that. Right. Don't don't believe what you're told, especially on TV. That's right. Yeah, I heard a I heard a very good one liner that I'll repeat. And it was, you know, none of you sons of bitches actually followed the science. You followed the TV. That's like, wow, that's pretty solid. Who said that? I can't remember who said that, but I. I'd like to hear some more from that. Right. I was like, that is a very good one liner. And I need to find out who said it. So that I need to find out where I found it so I can give that person credit. Because there was a very similar sentiment echoed by a surgeon that I worked with a couple years ago when I was still working in the hospital. And boy, did he ever catch a lot of a lot of flack for saying it, you know, Jeez, it's crazy. It's uh, it's infiltrated everywhere. And it's and that's following the dollars, you know, that federal money. Yeah. When the master says authority figures, you know, these these people were supposed to be authorities when it came to health, disease, transmission, all these things. Right. But but it turns out that uh, they were authorities in in mind control and uh, making their their friends and family rich. Right. Authoritarian. Yeah. Authorities. Yeah. We're supposed to be our own authority. You know, we're supposed to make our own decisions. And that I always wonder, you know, and I, I wish uh, I wish our grandparents were still alive. So I could ask, like, what? Like, did you see this coming? Like, where did you see this slip into this? Like, what was let's rewind back to you. You tell me some stories. Right. And uh, 
And then again, my some my tinfoil sombrero gets put on <laughs> because I'm like, maybe that's why they killed off all the old people in the old folks homes with COVID because they didn't want anybody with an old perspective of what life was then to make it like, holy shit, isolate them. You can't see them. They got to die alone. Like, let them go die. Get them out of the system. Get them out of our way. They are the resistance. They are the seeds of resistance, right? Like, that's how crazy my mind has been lately where I'm like, man, I'm not sure that's crazy. You know, and the, a lot of the ones that are left, the the elderly people, the people, the elderly people that I see, uh, they can't wait to get their shots. Like it's it was just recently flu season, right? Or it is flu season now and they've been pushing the flu shots and they can't wait to get them. They're you proud know, they're of getting just it. lined up like cows waiting to get milked in the morning or something, you know, yeah. that they were told that this is what they're supposed to do and they can't wait to can't wait to do it because they're good citizens. Yeah, it's it's a weird perspective. Yeah, that's what's kind of where like. My mind's been trying to tie these circles lately, and I and I don't know why necessarily that I, I see those circles more often now than not. <laughs> but uh, maybe it's because I'm one, I'm sober. So there's the disclaimer, fully sober, not under the influence of anything. Nothing. Coffee. Coffee and a cigar here and there. I have recently uh, done the same thing. You know, I was I was smoking a lot, a lot, a lot of marijuana for a long time through the COVID thing. It was uh, a really good dissociator for me, you know, because this this last few years has been pretty horrifying, you know, so it was really easy to stay stoned all the time. And it's just been probably in the last three or four months that I've kind of realized <clears throat> There's a lot going on. And if my brain isn't sharp right now, I'm going to miss something really important. See, and that was uh, that was p partially the kicker for my change of life a couple of years ago was exactly that. Uh, one, I had to, you know, clarify the mind, clear the mind Two, started reading more. So that helped motivating actually getting some actual information put back in the brain rather than just nonsense. Um, but then, you know, I had to I had to like hold myself accountable. Like, look, if you, if, if you really do believe that we need to get our shit together as a society, as a country, as people, but I'm still just drinking whiskey and acting like a freaking idiot, then what am I like hypocrite? Right. And it's like change starts at the smallest level, yeah. right? Which is the individual, which, which means that you have to decide what do you want? What do you want your life to look like? Who do you want to be in the world? Who do you want to see in the world? And then you start making those those changes on the individual level. That's absolutely kind of been my journey recently too. Is uh, if I want to see people being more responsible and taking a more active role in trying to create good societies, then I guess I I better buck up and become that instead of uh just saying fuck yeah when i see that when i see the yeah. memes on the internet you know right like that's that is not activism that is not uh being the change that you want to see those all those all those little things that uh that i've heard over the years and thought yeah absolutely i agree with that uh i was not doing them and uh it, it, it's come time it's come time to actually actually be the change i think it's uh being sober right now 
is I honestly don't know how I don't know that I would still be sitting here had I not taken the sober route. If I'd have saw what was going on, I probably would have done something really stupid by now, honestly. For me, I tapped out. So I was using I was using it as a numbing agent because the events of the last few years have been so shocking and so horrifying to me that I uh, I just basically tapped out and I was stoned all the time and sleeping all the time. Um, and I was not participating. I, I, I had been, uh, silenced online, right? I had been deplatformed for, for saying things that were against the, the mainstream acceptable narrative. And so then I just kind of, uh, you know, I, I got deeper in my hole of silence. I, I let them win, you know, and it, it's kind of funny because at it, I decided to become, to, to to stop smoking as much and uh, get my head clear after I listened to one of you guys's podcasts where you said where you said you choose whether or not you're the victim in this situation and I was like oh shit <laughs> I feel so personally called out on that right because I felt absolutely like the victim you know with the uh, with being drummed out of my career and all that stuff like. I could choose to look at it that way, or I could choose to say, well, they they stopped supporting anything that I recognized or wanted to participate in. So instead, I left rather than got forced out. It's all about perspective. It's about per- perspective. And in order to decide what your perspective is going to be or to, to uh, have a healthy perspective, you have to have a clear head. <laughs> it's it's a must, right? It's, uh, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, congrats. That's, uh, that's the first step of many, right? Like it's, uh, it's an important one too. And I, I went on a similar journey. It's been, oh shoot. It was probably 10 years ago now, uh, actually when governor Polis was elected. Um, so I have to look up that date because my industry oil and gas went through this when polis came in and did like a hostile takeover and up was down down was up blue was red red was blue nothing made sense um we went from you know the most responsible environmentally responsible uh financially responsible development of oil and gas in the world was happening right here in the state of colorado to a hostile takeover in my industry was taken away from me. So I went, I went through very similar and I did the same thing. I was like, Oh, I was like stressed out all the time, fighting with the government all the time. I went to hearing upon hearing upon rulemaking, like gathering, trying to get people within my own industry. Uh, there were times where I was, I was able to, to gather up, you know, a hundred, 200, uh, and we would get our stuff together and go in and make a presence at these hearings. And it was my, it was my bird's eye view into a rigged system. And what I mean by that is, you know, as a military veteran and, and coming up through my life, I believed in the system justice. This is how this democracy slash Republic works for the people, by the people, uh, et cetera. 
Uh, and then here I was smack dab in the middle of this hostile takeover that didn't make sense. So in my mind, the luckily, the only thing I could think of was, look, you're losing the battle. So you need to rally the troops in order to test the system. I needed to see if I could get together the right amount of folks with the facts and the talking points and go to these rulemaking hearings and present it and overwhelm them with a positive voice for oil and gas. And we did. And none of it and fucking mattered. did it affect change, right? None Nothing. of it mattered. Yeah. He worked so hard there, and so tirelessly. I walked it was out really of, sad. I walked out of those hearings. And before I left those days, I knew that they walked in with a predetermined outcome. It didn't and matter a, what you brought to the table. Not one thing that we presented made it into the new rules. Not one. And this was not just a bunch of jackass roughnecks. Um, we had hundreds, thousands of years, if you add them all up, this is thousands of years of development and, and experience in the oil and gas industry. Most of it right here in Colorado. And this was the company we were working for that we were running um, had the best safety record, one of the best in the nation. Uh, it had the best environmental record. That company, we cared. We live here, work here, play here. Our kids grow up here. We camp, we hike, we fish. We're outdoors people. We care. We don't want shit in the water and in the air. And all of the facts showed that even with the increase in activity in oil and gas in Colorado and in, in America, that the water and the air were cleaner than they'd ever been. So we were trying to bring all that out, but that, that popped my balloon. So I walked out of that and I was telling sunshine, you know, and I told other people in the industry, I said, man, um, this is scary. This is not, this is not what it is supposed to be. This was a predetermined paid for and bought outcome that we had no voice and it's going to ripple effect. If they get if they get away with this here in Colorado with energy, there will be no stopping it. And I told Sunshine this. This was again 10 years ago. I told her that. I said if this if this goes through, there's nothing they can't do. And, and here, here we, we are. are. And here and we there are. There's nothing they can't do. All these cases of myocarditis, all these blood clots, all these clotting disorders that people are experiencing because of this vaccine. And it's all out there. Yeah. But the outcome was already determined. They're going to sell doses, they're going to push doses. Yep. There's nothing they can't do. Without any, w- with complete immunity. That's right. That's right. Is it immunity or indemnity? It's immunity, I think, isn't it? Either way, without any way to hold them accountable, other than the people making all the money on it, it's it's incredible. And and that was again, that wasn't what I read. That wasn't what I saw on TV. That that whole process I witnessed with my own two eyes. I watched it happen. I was part of it, 
and and I at that point I was defeated. I was like, oh my god, it's hard, isn't it? It's oh really my hard. god. Yeah, that's how I felt about the about uh, the COVID and the the healthcare thing. And it's I was just completely defeated. Right. I let myself be completely defeated, which was exactly what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that was the reason for the revamp. So it's it's exciting to have you because that's. I cannot stress how important that is for other people that are feeling that, that are seeing that. Like, again, you, you have a choice to make here. And the way I viewed that initially was the same way. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, I've been doing this for 21, 20 years. Yeah. What am I going to do? And, and I thought, you know, <laughs> time out. Everybody loses one once in a while, right? You no one goes their entire life undefeated and and if you do it's because i don't know i haven't seen it but the true because you were born with the silver spoon yeah something something. one of those manchurian candidates you were never really challenged right (laughs) the the game was paid for bought and rigged and set up so you know what you take the loss and and i took it and there was a point where i thought you know what i lost i lost the battle but i didn't lose the war so the real mark of a warrior is do you get back up and fight again or do you lay there right did you learn yeah like get your ass up (laughs) get your ass up yeah go fight with these other folks go share your experience with that because that was years ago and you watched it happen and and go spread the word be like oh well here's what you should probably look at next because this is already predetermined be ready that's right and uh you know that was part of the reason for the podcast like you know spread the word just say it you know i like you know uh the podcast has really inspired me um i really you know i thought that my next uh phase of life was that i was just going to be a pot peddler right a pot peddling nurse and instead i think the i have no no idea which direction i'm going right now but what i what i do see is that we have a need for people to to educate each other to talk to each other to uh create inspire each other to create hope right um, and figure out solutions and and i think that uh I think it's good, you know. Well, there's, you know, you kind of, if you go back through history and and talk to war veterans and whatnot, right? Again, trying to kind of tie those together. Um, the most valuable people in a battle are the people that have seen battle. So, I mean, you're you're fresh out. You are literally fresh out of that battle. So you, what you bring to the discussion is a very fresh perspective on the, the war that just happened within healthcare. You know, you were 20, 20 years, 16, 16 years, right? Yeah. 16 years and, and good and good at your profession. Oh man. I loved it. Not, not just to clock in clock out like good. No, I, that was, I think that was part of the, the most horrific part to me was that, you know, I really felt like, uh, 
like that was my big contribution in life was, yeah. you know, trauma nursing, emergency nursing, whatever, you know, whatever I was, emer all of it. And I felt like they, they took it. They took my contribution, my ability to contribute and make a difference in this world. That's how I chose to express it. Yeah. And then I, you know, now I get to pick something different and, right. and it's going to be being a fly in their ointment. <laughs> well, and that's exactly where I'm at. You know, it's, it's like, look, we can bring uh, a little bit of our wartime experience to whatever it is like, Hey, you know, here's what we're into now. And we're going to be, not only do we know uh, what the enemy is capable of, so we can stay ahead of them next time. We can outmaneuver them. We can be ready. And part of that is mental toughness, mental fitness, mental clarity, physical clarity, physical fitness. You know, those things uh, that come down to kind of basic human survival stuff, right, is, is I think, a great place to start for everybody. And it doesn't have to be huge. Like, you don't need to go run ultra marathons or do anything like that. But, but just understanding that, uh, you know, in times like these, um, if you're able to not be on medication or something like that, that's a great start. And then I would even go a step further. What medication are you taking? And is there a pathway to remove yourself from being reliant upon it? Um, AKA like blood pressure stuff, uh, you know, things like that, that you can, you can make a change. Now it's not gonna be overnight, but right now, there's no better time to start than right now. That's right. So if you can make little changes in your life and then in three or four months, you're not reliant on blood pressure medication or something similar, uh, then that's one less thing that can be taken from you or removed, just like our jobs were, just like right. all of that, right? One less way that yeah. they can control you. And that's shutting off your supply there you of go. something that, that you you rely on right yeah. slowing you down or or taking you out i mean the supply chain could take you out in that instance right oh so so easily yeah. so easily there are so many people uh that are dependent on so many medications it's shocking it is and that's and that's part of the the weird discussion that's happened you know with with me with uh doctors in the past you know you go and you talk to them hey, i got this or i'm feeling like this and most encounters that I've had, probably half, I don't want to say most, but about half, I would say, to try to stay a little even keeled, um, they just want to know or ask enough questions so they can prescribe something to, to fix it or to get you over the symptoms. Um, now, some of the longer term things like, um, you know, like I said, blood pressure, high blood pressure, something like that, rather than the first visit like, Hey, you need to get on blood pressure medication. You know, why, why not look at your overall stats and go, you know, there's really, you shouldn't really need these. Why do you need these? What does your life look like? Are you active? Are you, what are you eating? What are you doing to yourself? Are you a heavy smoker, drinker, blah, blah, blah. Like go through your lifestyle stuff. And I, instead it's, Oh, you're 40. It's time yeah. to get you on a statin. Right. You're of age and people yeah. there's, there's a, it's time for you to start getting a, a prostate exam every two right. years so that we can maybe find something that requires another exam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just this, 
And I don't think a lot of people that there's a, a scary amount of people that just accept that, that just because it's a doctor. Those are the experts. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I recently learned, um, was like for medications, right? Um, basically, and that you, you would know more about this than I do, but like when a medication comes out into the world from whatever vendor, they basically send a sales rep out to the doctors across the country and sell that medication to them. And that then that is my understanding. That is the information process that the doctor gets to then make the decision to, to prescribe it or not. That is that's the breakdown that he receives. That is where the information comes from yeah. is from the the drug vendor from from the drug yeah. company. The Absolutely. Rep, that's right? where the information comes from. Yeah. <clears throat> and the studies that they that they do to um, make their drug relevant, you know, those are all funded in house too. You know, so the right. information is bought and paid for. Geez. So, so the doctor, like before this, my, under, my, my thought, and I don't know why I thought this, I just did. I thought, well, you know, it's a doctor. He goes to school, he gets training. So like the doctor has this update course that they go to where the American Heart Association or this, this group says, you know, this medication has come out and we've done blah, blah, blah. And we recommend it, but that's not at all. That it is comes not at all. How right. From the salesman. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. That's the salesman right. shows up and says, Hey doc, you know, here's what we got. And we've, we've shown that it does this for this. And, and here's some fucking bullshit studies to support my claim. And perhaps well-meaning doctor you right. know, who wants people to feel better. Right. Uh, and you know, the thing is with the advertising, you know, you can't watch TV, you can't watch uh, YouTube uh, without all these drug advertisements, listen to Pandora without all these drug advertisements saying, you know, we've got this drug. If you've ever felt bad one day in your life, maybe this drug is for you. Go ask your doctor. So the doctor gets flooded with all these people saying, hey, I've felt bad a day in my life. I, I think this drug's for me. And they're just like, yep, here's your prescription. Yeah. Let's see. A to B to C lines up. You bet. You That's ask right. for it, you get it. That's right. Yeah. Because they want happy, they want happy yeah. patients, you know, and the patient wants the drug. The patient thinks that the drug is the answer to their questions. You right. Know? They answer to all their problems. And that's, that's the part that was missing even in my mind until about two years ago when I stopped drinking alcohol and stopped numbing and started facing and being honest with myself. That Same. was the part that yeah. went away. It was less about what can I take and more about what am I doing or not doing that's causing me to feel like shit or to be unhealthy. Oh, let me try to fix that. <laughs> and that's, and it's crazy. You know, you think of all this crazy conspiracy shit. Here's another one liner. And I wish I could remember who said this. They're like, you know, you go to every grocery store, every grocery store you can think of. So think of them right now, whatever it is. And all of them inevitably will have a health food section. What does that make the rest of the food? <laughs> Why do they need to specifically make an area for health food yeah 
Shouldn't and, food be healthy? And how big is that? How small is that compared a to the rest of the store? A whole lot smaller than it was before the supply chain right? changed. It's yeah. like the truth is in our faces, but I think... We don't like to look at it. We don't like to look at the truth. And people don't... Want, they want to be fairly numb. So they just... The dots don't really connect when you're fairly numb, right? Like you're just trying to live but your it life. doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they connect because prozac tells you that everything's fine right or the alcohol or the marijuana you know yeah it's all self-medicating yeah the alcohol is great it's the you know the half bottle or whatever and then the three large pizzas i eat when i'm drunk <laughs> that i don't kill who gives a shit you know you just turn that give a shit button right off and that's what the alcohol is meant to do is turn the give a shit button off yeah but at some point in time, if if you're drinking, and I'm using myself as an example here, if you're drinking to turn the give a shit button off, like what kind of life are you living? Like that's that's the the accountability mirror, you know. The David Goggins book that I read that I listened to, that was one of the biggest things that stuck with me. It was the accountability mirror, like one of the challenges in the book, and and he says it, you know, like look yourself in the mirror. And write down what you're going to do. And every day, look yourself in the mirror and be like, you didn't fucking do that. So you're, you're looking yourself in the mirror and you have, there's nowhere to hide, nowhere to run. Holding yourself yeah. accountable. To and what it you starts say. right there. Right. Yeah. So it's an interesting concept and it's such a small concept. Uh, but when you look around, you know, everything you look at, and I think Joe Rogan said it, uh, 40% of all TV ads are pharmaceuticals in america and that's staggering 40 percent. yeah i'm pretty what sure that's industry. what he said what an industry and then we talked about that and the other and and a good portion of the of the rest is people getting compensated for all the damage <laughs> that the pharmaceuticals yeah, lawyers. have done <laughs> and <Yeah>. lawyers <laughs> lawsuits class actions <laughs> it's yeah it's incredible but but yeah to think that you know the way that system is set up is just crazy and i don't think a lot of people understand that you know when you go to the doctor and he's recommending this medication it's because he was just told about it Right. And like you said, could be a good because intention. They are now the next the next tier down of sales rep. Yeah. Yeah. They they know it's there. You fit the bill for what they were told. So hey, you know, this is a new thing. Try it. Um and yeah, all the side effects, right? Like that was everybody knows the side effects commercials. Everybody knows the Oh the man, side. they're hilarious. Yeah. And people still take them. It's like, man. And and less and less people are worried about that. So it's because there's a pill to manage those side effects. Right. Right, another pill. I can yeah. just fix that. They can fix that later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now it's it's a I think it's a good place to be and I think if you even remotely if you even remotely believe that we've got some tougher times coming and you're not clearing your mind and and trying to do some of these things, I think you're just one, you're either a hypocrite or two, you don't know where to start and the the easiest place to start is just look at what you're doing or you're not doing and just make a small change. One small change. I would have thought if a couple of years ago that uh, 
anybody who wasn't already awake to what was going on was not going to wake up. But it, it, that's not actually true. And that motivates me right now. I see new people waking up to the corruption and to what, you know, what life is, is really like the real world, the matrix, you know, um, every day. And, and I find that inspiring, you know, people, people choosing to start making their exit based on information because something finally clicked and they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Enough. There's a lot of that going on. I agree. Yeah. And the more, the more people have podcasts or, you know, uh, are, are out there peddling the truth, uh, showing the truth, showing what's really going on the the more people will wake up <laughs> well you know what they say at least i know where somebody said this they said you know men will literally do anything to avoid therapy they'll they'll start a podcast before they go to therapy <laughs> 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 and here we are <laughs> and here we are it is good therapy yeah it's it pretty therapy. fun it yeah. feels good to to say your truth you know, whether anybody actually wants to listen to it or not, it feels good to say it. Yeah, absolutely. To just get it out there. And it feels even better to live in it, to be the example of what it is you're, you know, you say you espouse. All right. Hey, you guys are good. I'm good. Yeah, it was a great conversation. I right know. Well, thanks, thanks for, for coming having in. me back. Heck yeah. You're a pro. Yeah. Two in a row. I like it. <laughs> it's all good. Well, thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having us. All right. American Dudocracy. Dudocracy.